good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition Chewing the Fat Episode podcast oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all i could think was chewing the fat one so i was like it's not that episode 13 the last episode we like to call it the f- most frustrating hour of our lives <laughs> so we've actually remembered the subject that we talked about two weeks ago that whatever he- feedback whatever reason um didn't record it only recorded the intro which was as polished as this one so that's the one we're going to do so being mature we just left it for a week yes we didn't have enough time, Joe. Yeah, Too yeah, busy. That's the one. Chewing bubblegum. Snapping necks and cashing checks. Right. Subject is... I will <laughs> fill you in. This, Joe, is... Oh, we could do a live video, couldn't we, again? Um, the reason why you keep Shall falling I? off the wagon in asterisks. You might not want to hear this. Yeah, because we're going to be mean. <laughs> no, we're not going to be mean. But we might drop a few home truths, and you know, if you can recognise that maybe you're doing these, then obviously it's going to help you because for every problem, we need a solution rather than just a discussion on said problems. Go on, okay. Oh, it's not going to stand up there, is it? Stand up, balance it against something. Oh, problem! Don't give me problems. Give me solutions. You can't turn your phone on recording. It's got to wait then. Well, you've gone live already. Yeah. Well, I'll just finish it then, shall I? Oh, no, no. Oh, there we go. We're going to have to edit all this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so, let's start off. So, common problem, issue people have, is they feel that they're either on or off the wagon. And by wagon, we're talking about kind of a dietary approach. A certain set of rules that they're trying to follow. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> trying to get my phone sorted it's quite a particular bugbear of mine that one is the idea that you can be on or off plan um, and a lot of the time oh that's a horrible angle I don't think we're coming out there is that people kind of green light their own uh, inconsistencies so for example by saying you know it's impossible for me to just have a bit of chocolate I'm either on or off plan I'm all or nothing and people aren't so what you then tend to see is people will have a little bit of something <laughs> and then they'll just go massively off plan. And actually, it's just a skill that needs to be learnt. It's, it's hard, it's where people struggle. So it's a case of I struggle to be on or off plan. You're not actually all or nothing. Yeah, and then so obviously, so the first thing, one of the first reasons that we'll bring up, as just perfectly alluded to, succinctly got to, was balancing his camera, um, is your approach is off. So the approach is either it's too strict, it's too far removed from kind of what you're used to or what you're even what you're prepared to do. There's so quite a good post from a guy called Phil Lurdy, who's kind of a, a big influencer, I'd say, of us. A demigod. Yeah, you know, kind of around the kind of personal training nutrition thing. And he's talking about meal prep, and he's like, if your client can cook, 
you know, only works nine to five, maybe doesn't have a family, is quite happy for everyone to eat all the same food, then you can kind of talk about prepping. But if you, you know, only have a few hours spare, you've got, you know, family members who don't want to eat the same food as you, um, then it might not be the best option. So following like a super strict macro plan that's been prescribed to you, um, it's probably not going to be the best approach for you. Or it's going to be very, very hard as soon as something deviates slightly. So as soon as you've got, you know, a sporting event to go to or friends for dinner or you're going out or any number of activities that would class as normal life, you know, it's fine. As you say, if you're under a certain set of circumstances where you can just eat the same meals all the time, a la my life. Yeah. But if that's different and that doesn't work for you, then don't try and do it because it's just not going to work for you. Try it once. But don't then think that you failed. It's just that that particular implementation doesn't work very well for you. Yeah, the, the, just your your approach was wrong. Your approach was off. You know, and that's a big reason why we kind of coach as opposed to just prescribe a certain plan. Yes. Yes. Carry on. No, no. <laughs> I was looking at the dog. That was all. Yeah. No. So. Um, Setting off, uh, another one that I'd find, you know, again, it's, well, it's kind of a very similar one, is just kind of setting off at totally the wrong pace. You know, people are very keen to get fast results, and we'll get people to come in who've been unhappy for 20 years, but then expect to kind of reverse that within two to three weeks. So they'll massively, you know, change their food choices. And again, this comes down to approach, which we've already tickled. Um they'll you know, kind of smash the food choices down, they'll go super, super strict to try and kind of kickstart their fat loss journey. But it's just setting off at a, a pace that they cannot maintain. A completely inappropriate pace, isn't it? Because and the, unnecessary. The way that I look at it sometimes is if you've got someone who is a runner, who's 50, who's gained a little bit of weight and is looking to lose that weight, then that is a very different proposition to someone who is the same age but has been overweight for the past 35 years and does no exercise because you, you've got a very different kind of problem. You've got someone who is a large number of habits have led to their larger weight gain, whereas the runner could have just, you know, it could be any number, it could be one small factor that's changed that means they've gained seven pounds. You need to look at how many habits you need to untick and people often say things like, is my pro my rate of progress good or I feel like I should be doing better or mm. et cetera, et cetera. And actually, it's completely irrelevant and comparison is the thief of joy with these things because people convince themselves they aren't doing very well. But it doesn't matter. You know, it's not a race. You're not trying to beat someone else. You're just trying to, to get fitter or stronger and lean or whatever it may be. You're just trying to do better than you have been. So if you've lost a pound in a month, and that's cool because it's probably going to end up being 12 pounds more than most people you lose over the course of a year. Yeah, it's not as fast as you like. But do you have the circumstances there for optimal fat loss? Probably not because you've got too many commitments. You know, you really do need to be able to knuckle down and give you everything if you're going to expect those optimal rates. So just be realistic with, you know, what percentage of that you can do. If it's 50%, then you're going to get 50% of the optimal results. And that's still going to be more than most people get. Yeah, which will move me on perfectly. An excellent segue there, Joe. Um, it's kind of not being realistic. <laughs> Someone said hi, Fenton. So. Being unrealistic, which will really work on the podcast. Um, being unrealistic <laughs> about your outcomes. And like Joe said, comparison being the, the thief of joy is just a perfect saying because I've actually just been speaking to one of my clients about it. And she said, I just feel that I should be further along than where I am right now. Or I just said, in comparison to what? 
Comparison to who? No one ever, 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 ever loses weight too quickly. Yeah, I said I'm getting my my results are coming too quick. I need to slow down. Yeah, it would always be nice if we could put less effort in and get more results, but there's a reason that our industry is so big because it's so hard to do. Because you're looking at habits that are so deeply ingrained. You've got a culture and a society and expected norms that are promoting fat gain. So it's going to be hard work for you to undo this. If it was easy, then there'd be a minority of people who are overweight, but the sad truth is a majority. Yeah, so yes, indeed, look to progress, but then don't get frustrated that you don't think you're making progress quick enough or be realistic with the approach you're taking as well. Another kind of thing that we often see when people get frustrated is they might not be doing everything they can to elicit the weight loss or the fat loss that they want, yet they get frustrated that not getting the results as if they were, that makes sense. So you're saying that people put in 50% effort but expect 100% yeah, results? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, kind of, they will make better choices than they've made before, but they'll still be making plenty of bad choices. So, for example... Hard on this, isn't it? Because yeah. you want to reward... It's still very positive. Yeah, it's still very, very positive, but it's... it's uh, a progression in mindset more than anything. So people will, you know, say, normally go out with their friends, drink 10 pints of beer, point of Joe, drink 10 pints of beer and grab, you know, a pizza and a kebab on the way home. But this time they just had a kebab and they had five pints, which is obviously very positive and a massive improvement. But the reality is you've still drunk five pints and eaten a kebab. So, you know, that's what you're dealing with, you know. So you yes, can expect the optimal results. Yeah, very positive mindset piece. But just because you, you know, didn't eat some calories that you'd never eaten anyway, you know, you kind of saved five pints worth of calories in a pizza. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that's going to elicit weight loss. No, I've got a question. Not, oh. not, not normally when you get a podcast. But... Right, right in there. <laughs> Shall I? Why not? I'll just explain. So we've gone live on Facebook as well, just in case this one doesn't record again. Someone said, is fat percentage a good measure? Is it better than BMI? Can I trust my scales that work? I'm going to guess that then says work out body fat percentage. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what it says. It is if you can get it accurately measured, but most people can't. So just use it as any tool that you have. Every single tool is out there is not going to be 100% accurate of your progression so scales weight inches photos can all be better some days than others so if you have a large range of assessment tools then you're better able to assess that yeah consistency is going to be key so the kind of the main ways that people will measure body fat will be through scales which will be like an electrical impedance and that's going to depend on well, how much you spend on them. I'm not going to say they're accurate, but they'll give you some data that you can work off. Um, so if it's just ones that you stand on, then it's just going to measure your, your lower half. It's going to go through your legs, that's it. If, if you've got handles as well, then it'll go through your full body. But again, it's going to be skewed by how hydrated you are because it's going to be the rate that this electrical impulse comes back at that measures your or calculates your body fat. So you could go on before a workout, and measure something then you can go on after a workout and measure something completely different you can grip the handles tighter these are all great cheats for you um and that will yes, adjust your body five percent five percent yeah so it's not gonna be super accurate calipers is the other one so when people nip certain points on your body um again that's going to come down to a bit of human error you know oh, massively yeah you can pinch more you can pinch it a slightly different place and then again i think there's 
three, I want to say, three or four formulas, maybe more, that if you put exactly the same skin fold measurements in, it'll come up with four or five different body fat percentages. So you could pick the lowest and the highest. But the key thing is just to be consistent and just take it as data. So why would the way that someone measures, it's a bit of a question, a bit of a quiz for you, why would that stop someone's progress? Only if they got frustrated for me. Thank you very much. That was the one I was going to go for. That worked out nicely. <laughs> you do often see that, is that people have this imaginary number in their head that they're aiming for, and because they didn't reach this, then they stop. And there's a million and one different analogies here. Isn't there? There's a, you get a flat tyre, would you slash your other three tyres? Yes. You took a wrong turn on a journey, would you just give up and drive home? Yes. Yeah. I'd so, sit there until I died. Yeah, good man, I like it. If you failed an exam question, would you give up the whole paper? I would purposely get all the rest of them wrong. You're correct. I would go out my way. And that's why you're fatter than me. That's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and when you phrase it this way to people, it does become a bit more ridiculous. But it's just because it's so ingrained, isn't it, to have something go wrong and for people to go, well, I had chocolate and that, you know, that's fine. Well... It is, but this is probably why you're. This is why you are where you are, and if you want to break that habit, then it's not going to be a macro split or something else. It's going to be finding the best way for you to navigate these situations, and it does give people some hard truths sometimes that they don't always want to hear, because if you come to me and say I've eaten this, and in your mind that reason is totally justified, then you think you've done the right thing. Our jobs as nutrition coaches is to say to people, well, actually... It just comes back to being realistic, doesn't it? Because I've got no problem. Wraps or what, batter bits. I was thinking... Uh... <laughs> They're realistic and just go, I had fish and chips, chin, and that's cool. Just You just can't... I'm not saying that you can never eat fish and chips again. Or... It is all so individual, is that some people, then, they will not get the results that other people... Going out of the door whilst lying on my lap. Everybody's <laughs> struggles to lose weight, and you're going to have to try a bit harder. And it's just not going to help you. You know, we're here to help people and solutions to problems. Yeah, so I think another reason... Exercise? No, losing focus on exactly what they want. And this often... Uh, give, me, give me a nudge in 10. <laughs> I don't know. When people say... So we score our system 10 out of 10. Um, if I... So, yeah. Yeah. Or I threaten to stomp on your head. But you need your goals to be worth half a million pounds to you. And do do that. I'll feel sad. Is just not when you you need the reserves of the entire world. So you need to have something that is confidence is at its absolute lowest at the moment. Or in the if it's not uncomfortable typing it or thinking about it, then half a million is going to be nothing. It's of no real benefit to Chub you. Like I would murder someone for a day. I could murder X Y Z. I mean, how much more powerful is that? Powerful to know what you want exactly, why you want it. When you're gonna go get that four pack of crunchy. I, but, a lot of the people we're talking to with, with this are people, you know, read the documents they the start of those. You know, at the start of your journey, that's when people are going to be conscious as well. And the problem is that willpower is a very conscious time. And then they just slip off because they limit themselves. It's okay. It's not that bad. It's not going to happen to me. Obviously, we're a nutrition company, so we're going to have position makes all the difference. Because fucking training is easy. You know, you go join a CrossFit box in that discipline of watching the sets and reps, it's going to be your intensity. It's going to be extremely strong or extremely fit. So as a guy who's yeah. athletic, isn't he? Yeah. So he is knocking out some... They can lose weight because they just do such a high volume, put more effort in, then you're still going to be able to have a example. I'm trying to exercise it. But I think, you know, you do this some kind of special hit training or something Yeah, like there's, that. there's just something in the mind, as I guess. Yeah. You would. Exercise is great. You know, it's going to help you have... Uh, you know, I had a client. He's looking in the wrong place, you know. You and eating really well and that 
actually it was just because you need to work on and that's why it's so hard because it's not just one event email with Sue who, who she says biscuits and crisps and cheese and stuff like that Things. yeah it's, as I say it's just well until my early 20s because you just don't care. but that's what we're here to try to help people with is to give them yes I'll bring my perfect example <laughs> um, that's right yeah it's a cake that you make in a pan might be a few different preservatives but we look major for solutions mm. massive one here we go this will get when I try to it's very creaky it's quite annoying when I face with the solutions and this is just not how most people's minds work and this is just a massive massive shift that people need is to to look for a way out around their problem if they've got an obstacle to, to solve it and people really, really struggle to do this. Yeah, and it's just weird because it's, it's almost feels like it's isolated to kind of like food, almost like it's even dieting because I can't imagine people do this in their... Maybe it's just us because we run no, a business. I spoke to a friend of mine the other day about this and he was talking about it and I, he works for a large supermarket chain and I just said it blew my mind how many people give you problems and no solutions and then he just reeled off 20 examples of people in a high-powered well-paid job because of people just going this has happened saying why haven't you done anything to fix it yeah i was just thinking because I, I spoke to when i was uh time boxing the other week one of my friends who trains there owns a bar and he said he got a phone call on sunday and they said although all the power went off last night and it's still off this was like sunday mid-morning um yeah I, you know imagine where we'd be with this business if we didn't look for solutions to the problems that we've had it's a funny one because I've trained some people who are very successful in their careers but then are unable to lose weight and it's trying to look at applying a problem solving logic to every area of your life and I think that because we've done this so much is that it's opened up quite a few avenues on that sense where I've gone oh do you know what this is something I'm not that good on that I could definitely get better at mm. and that people just have a tendency to believe that you know, they're just good in certain areas aren't they people are good in their careers but not so good with their food for example but they do have that skill set available to them they're just unaware that they're just making excuses or they're just discussing problems rather than finding solutions yeah for every problem you need to think of a possible solution or it just remains a problem so if you know a lack of time or being time poor is your problem then what's the solution you know if you're you know you get people who say i'm just really struggling with loads of stress at work and you know with the the family life and stuff like that okay so how can we make this easier you know is yeah. buying you know a stack of ready meals or you know getting some food from a, a food prep company you know is that going to be an option is that going to take away some of your problems you know you're going to ensure that you've got foods there you know if you know you've got a massively busy day coming you know work-wise and you're out of the office for 12 hours then that's a problem because then you, you know, you're going to rely on whatever food you can find or is it going to be easier for you to get some food and prep it the night before so you know what you've got you know, so you can take that food along with you so much of this is habitual isn't it it's very easy for me and you because we've lived in this industry and it's this lifestyle for a long time that it just has become second nature to us if I haven't got my food with me you're particularly good at this you go to Morrison's and buy a ready meal or buy a pack of cooked ham and yeah. some fruit or something because it's just a default setting you don't get there overnight you get there by being hyper aware of your problems and this is why we always want people to engage with the questions that we ask them because without that then you just repeat the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over you need to be looking at where you're struggling thinking of a solution in the cold light of day 
So if you ate off plan yesterday and I said, why did that happen? What could you do next time? And you say, next time I'm going to buy some fruit and some ham, then you've got a solution ready to go. You've already got the idea dispensed. Whereas if I say to you, right, what are you going to do now? You're obviously going to struggle because it's not something you've done before. And that's why we'll always hark back to these things because your lessons from the past and your mistakes in the past are what are going to educate you better going forwards. I'll tell you what won't work. Go on. Saying hopefully something different will happen. Yeah, I'd say that one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try harder. If those two statements worked, our job as coaches would be amazing. We'd just say to Try you, harder. Yeah, try harder. Hopefully next week you'll lose some weight. Just, oh, use, next, just, next, use, just use more willpower. Yeah, next, next week it will work. Oh, well, you need to try harder, <laughs> and hopefully next week we'll lose some weight. Can you imagine? I can't imagine we get much repeat customers. No. It'd be quite easy, though, because I'll copy and paste it, wouldn't yeah, it? Be, Everyone be. just try it. You've tried hard enough, or you need yeah. to try harder. Well done, now try harder. Um, yeah. It is hard for people, that, because if you are someone who doesn't naturally look for solutions, then it's going to be a big shift for you, because you're very used to just discussing your predicament rather than solving it but ultimately this is what we're here for is we're here to help point out the areas that you struggle and the ways that are restricting your progress and this is how you can get around it yeah you can't ignore them because they're there and odds are they're the things that have thrown you off previously you know previous attempts there's not many people come to us and wear their first kind of diet and attempt they've usually kind of been around the houses quite a lot and it's more often than not the same things that pop up the same problems and then you ask, you know, what have you tried to do to get rid of this, you know, to help provide a solution to this problem? And it's just blank, you know, there's there's nothing there. As if the idea had never occurred to them. Yeah. Because that's just, if, and that's the truth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, people are very quick to present problems, but, they, you know, oh, I, I always do this. They justify it because if it's a belief in your head, you've justified it as being... It's just part of life. Sanctimony, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is how it is. There, there is no way I can go to my mum's and eat anything different. Well, there is, though, isn't there? There's all sorts of ways you can get around this. You could eat something before you go so you eat less. You could discuss with your mum to cook some extra veg. You could just eat some, eat less and leave the food on the plate. Those are all three tactics you can do mm. without your mum having to do anything different. Except the veg one. Okay, but you see what I mean. The point still stands is that there's lots of different ways you can reduce your calorie intake without everyone else having to move heaven and earth around you. And it's just because people tell themselves these certain situations and you have to just challenge them sometimes. It's not comfy. If it was comfy and it was easy, then you'd already be thin. Yeah, I think for me... Or healthy or whatever you call it. Excuse me. For me, this comes down to... Well, it comes, it comes back to the goal setting as well. Is you know, you know where you're at right now, how you feel right now, you know where you want to be and how you want to feel. So it's kind of what's the difference, you know, what kind of habits, behaviours, you know, choices do you need to start making to get there, but also what obstacles are in the way. And if you work kind of preemptively as opposed to reactively, or proactively, I should say, mm. you know, it's great to already have that. Like, I had a, a, a great email from one of my clients who just said, she's like, right, this is what I want to achieve. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to hit this minimum score. I'm going to hit this minimum amount of activity. Um, these are my obstacles and it was like parties you know um, meals weekends away and stuff like that here's how I'm going to deal with it or this is what I'm putting forward this is how I'm going to cope with it you know these are all my obstacles here are my possible solutions and then you try those and some of it will work some of it might work first time some of it won't work and you just review it I went for a meal out you know I cut back on my food all day 
when I went there, I was starving, so I ended up overeating. Okay, so next time, eat a little bit more before you go out. You know, eat a little bit more substantial meals before you go have a snack. It's probably a five-minute job as well. Is yeah. even you know it reads like a lot of text, but actually it's just a little bit of this is the situation. This is what I can do. Type, type, type. Job done. Just have a think. Have a think about what stops you, what causes you to fall off the wagon. To pull it back to the podcast. Um, and what possible solutions you can do to prevent that. You know, if you go, you know, straight out of the gate, right, I'm not going to eat any chocolate, I'm not going to have crisps, I'm not going to drink for this first month to try and kickstart my fat loss, and you use the last two weeks and then it all goes to shit, then that's not the right approach. Have a couple of gin and tonics, have a bit of chocolate, just control the amount, schedule it in, know what you're going to have and when you're going to have it. See if that, your more relaxed approach makes you add some you know longevity to your plan yes good yes i think that's us perfect just in time hopefully that's recorded if not rip the audio off the facebook live <laughs> put an old podcast <laughs> which is what we're doing so thank you very much for listening we really appreciate it please subscribe drop a like review whatever it is that you need to do goodbye <laughs>